Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. As I grow in love, I commit to sharing love. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca. <laughs> I'm Jane Donovan. We love you and we're glad that you're here on the love couch because we're going to talk today about sharing the love. We're going to talk today about what to do with the people in your life, be they friends, maybe family members, maybe colleagues who are feeling a bit down on themselves, who need a little bit of help or support in their lives, who can't quite see the beauty of their own souls. You, with all of your burgeoning spiritual knowledge and tools and maybe some of the emotional work you've been doing, Look, you might find people are starting to come and lean on you a bit. Uh, maybe you've always been that good listener or that sort of empath, empathetic or empathic, you know, sensitive type of person that people lean on or come to, you know, like you're the lighthouse. So today, Jane and I would like to provide some tips as to how you can best support the friends in your life, the people in your life, to be the best that they can be as well. If they're not listening to this show or maybe doing the kind of work that you're doing, what can you offer them to help to bring them up to speed a little bit more? Well, what, this is probably right on the back of last week's episode where Beck shared the story of how a friend asked Beck to text her some qualities that Beck saw in her that were positive. And this girl was so motivated by what Beck had shared with her that she immediately went to the grocery store and knew she was going to do a, a beautiful random act of kindness and she went and paid for a man's groceries. And it got me thinking that I feel the Love Life listeners are very much at this point in your life where you're so, if you're not already doing it, we know that you're ready to do it, to explode out there with your own teachings. And this is a beautiful, gentle way to do it, to come up with some of these little tips and tricks and tools that we're going to share. Because a lot of you, by the way, run wellness blogs or lifestyle blogs already and or are studying or just branching out into your own coaching, counselling, healing type practices because you've been so inspired to have these sorts of career changes through your own life experiences. So this is how you can already begin to practice behind the scenes, if you like, by really guinea pigging on the people around you to see how the smallest things can have the biggest ripple effects. Positive Beautiful. Change. One of the things I thought I'm actually going to do this week, based on what happened with Beck's friend uh, that she shared last week, is I'm going to send a text message randomly out of the blue for no reason at all to each of my the people that I feel need this in their life at the moment and I'm going to list all the beautiful qualities I see in them and so this is just going to be like a beautiful ball of love of energy that randomly in the middle of their day or I'll do it overnight and they wake up in the morning to it whenever there it is is this statement of what another human being sees in them and many people really struggle with this I had a client um, I was coaching yesterday who um, is a very talented artist and she doesn't believe that she's talented. She Because it becomes, it's not easy, but it's easy-ish for her to do. She can get in the zone of creating. She can spend four hours on a painting, get into that zone of, of connecting and creating a beautiful, unique piece of artwork and it's easy for her to do. So therefore she doesn't kind of value it as much. She doesn't have that really true understanding of how unique she is. So I wrote an affirmation for her, and I can't remember the exact words, but in it was something like talented, like I am a talented, unique, creative, and I had a few different big words that, that 
She squirmed and did not believe one single one. She rolled her eyes. She didn't think that it was going to do anything. You know, oh, yeah, there we go. Affirmations, that's weak as water, blah, blah, blah. But what I got her to do was take this affirmation to the next level. She had to gather evidence. So she had to choose each word. So the first word, let's say, unique. No, yes, I'm a unique. No, I'm talented. The first word, talented. She had to go and ask her friends and co-workers and people in her network and tribe, do they believe that she's talented? Now, obviously, you only ask those you know are going to say yes. You don't need to be a punching bag for somebody that's in a bad mood and wants to give you grief and says, no, you're not talented. Who do you think you are? That's the last thing you need right now. But you ask those that care about you. And of course, they're going to say yes. Then you ask them, in what ways do you think I'm talented? And she had to document the answers. Then she had to move on to the next word, unique. And so this is like getting into the conscious mind of of other people's, getting that external validation from others of what other people genuinely see in her. So if you're not feeling it, then sometimes you have to go external and gather that evidence that others see it and kind of start to just believe it. Trust your friends, trust the people that are closest to you and then start that very gentle journey of self-belief through external validation. What about letters of appreciation, Jane? You've received one of those. I have, but I've also done one. Mm. I did one for a lady who gave me a big break in my career in entertainment about 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. She gave me the biggest opportunity, which actually enabled me to leave my full-time job and then become full-time in my entertainment um, career. Basically, she was an event manager and she promised me every one of her gigs. I got the lot. And they were the best gigs in Adelaide. There were lots in Australia. And I had told her throughout, we worked together for, I think it was probably about seven years. Um, And I had definitely shown appreciation and gratitude many times throughout that. But it was probably another 10 years later that I was thinking about her and I just grabbed pen and paper And I just wrote the most beautiful letter of how what she did for me, how I then paid it forward and the ripple effect of what had happened as a result. I did that for many other people as well. And I just wanted her to know how far reaching her gift went. I actually didn't put my address on it. It wasn't about me getting anything back. It was a random, there we go. I am just projecting my love and appreciation and gratitude to you. And I like to picture that she got this and felt fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't really even know if she got it because it was just the last known address I had for her. Wow. But um, it felt beautiful just writing the letter. So it was a gift to me anyway. I'm sure it must have found her. Even if it was a forwarding address. Yeah, I'm sure it would have. The universe would have put it in the right hands. Absolutely. A letter like that doesn't really get lost. You're quite right. And not to tell your stories, Jane, but I know that Jane received a beautiful letter of appreciation from her own daughter, like sometimes when you least expect it from a teenager. (laughs) Yes, that was amazing. That was absolutely incredible, that letter. I never knew that she was so wise. I, it, it, I just, I knew she was pretty cool, but I, it just, <laughs> yeah. I was astounded. I kept saying, you're how old? You're 15? I can't believe this. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, they're very, very powerful things if you take the time to do them. So in friendships, you know, as, particularly as women, it's, it's, we usually play the role of um, the friend comes distressed and we listen and we say all the right things. Mm-hmm, oh, I know. Oh, isn't that terrible? I agree. You're okay. We're, we're very reassuring. We're very nurturing. That's how we... We mother and nurture each other in our friendships. Sometimes, though, I think it's important 
to help the people around you grow up or have the shift that they need by being the one to tell the truth or being, and I'm not saying be blunt or rude. And, you know, I obviously I would expect you guys to, to energetically know the difference between where you snap because you've had enough of hearing the whinge and you finally just go, well, why don't you just blah, 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 blah. And we're not talking about that, but we're actually, I don't, I'm actually getting you in the same way that a therapist or a psychologist or a life coach or a counselor would healthily challenge you maybe even play the devil's advocate to you or how Byron Katie would challenge and say, well, is that belief true? Can you know for sure that that belief is true? You know, I'd like It's a great challenge, isn't it, that one? I'd like you to come in with a little bit more of that almost like hard-ass line with a friend who's in a particularly cyclical type problem, as in they're coming to you every week or every month. Same victim story. Same story. You've heard it for 15 years or even five months, but you've heard it over and over. That person needs a wake-up call. And it might be your job as the friend to help them to see that. And I know that this happened for me uh, on the weekend with, with a girlfriend who's been stuck for four years in a particular conundrum. And I was quite lovingly blunt with her on the weekend, as in I didn't go into the emotions of it. And I didn't even talk about the thing that she was trying to talk about over and over. I actually went into... It was more of the cause of it, or, or it's like sometimes you need to kind of get into the guts of what's really going on and just say to the person, "Are you dealing with this?" And she's actually texted me a number of times since then and been like, "Oh, thanks, thanks, Blunt Beck for bloody Friday <laughs> night." Like, ouch! But like, it's actually given her the boot up the ass that I think she she might have needed at that time. Well, I so, think you and I have done that to each other as well. I in think times. a good you friend know, it, does it, that. Yes, that's right. You don't enable. You actually. If you're a person who's spiritually growing and interested in growing yourself and not afraid to do that work in the same way that we've challenged you guys, go and do the healings, go and do the shadow work, go and see a practitioner, look at your demons, look at your issues, look at the parts of yourself you're uncomfortable with or you don't like in the same vein. As we've given these beautiful analogies, you can go to a friend and they can tell you all the beautiful qualities about yourself you can't see. Maybe it's time for them to tell you what they think you need to be working on. And maybe you do need that friend to just speak with you lovingly and respectfully, but with real truth and just say, cut through all the shit and say, this is what you need to do a cleanup job on. I have, um, I have some fun with my girlfriends. I've got a couple of beautiful, really beautiful soul sisters, but they don't live near me. So we have phone relationships. And, uh, and I'll get the phone call and it will say, right, the first part is non-spiritual. We're victim storing it. And I go, okay, great. And in that moment, <laughs> Download. what they want is to be told, you're kidding me. They didn't. And we go into the biggest bitch fest that we can of whatever, whatever. <laughs> so you get it all off your chest. You get your victim story out. We do the, yeah, me too. And I agree, all of that. And then it's my job to go, right, we've got that at our system. Now, let's look at you. Let's look at the spiritual Let's look at the take. role that you've had on this. Or I'll get a text message saying, right, I've only got 10 minutes and I want an unspiritual conversation, which means don't tell me what I'm doing wrong. I, don't, I just want to wallow in this for a bit. <laughs> That's fine. But look, I've had beautiful friends and, and, and I too have been in this situation where you are stuck on a victim story and you are saying the same thing over and over again. And what I tend to do is you can recognise that it's a pattern that they either can't see any way out of or it's become a default that they don't even realise it's a pattern. And my thing is once they finish telling their 57th version of the same story, I will then say, what is it that you think I can do to help you best from here 
to change this situation. And it stops them dead. They just look at you like a deer in a headlight and go, what? It's like, well, how can we, what do you think we can do? What, what tools can I offer you? Do you want to help you to see how you could handle this better so that you're happier about it? Mm. Because, you know, you've been sharing this a long time and I totally understand how you feel and I know this is tough for you, but it would be maybe cool if we can help you to try and shift the way that this situation is so that you don't keep having to be stuck in this situation for another however many months or years. Um, and it's just a gentle way. So you're, instead of volunteering, well, here's what I think, you're actually asking their permission. How best do you feel I can help you? Now, some people will say, oh, you've already helped me. I just need to get that off my chest. And then you need to grit your teeth because you've heard the story for the 57th time. <laughs> or they will say, I don't know. What do you think? There's your pathway. Now they're listening and they're ready to listen because you've shifted the energy from let me blurt this out and have a big vent to, okay, now I'm ready to listen. Mm. Yeah, because when you're really helping a friend, you actually you are, you are starting to verge into sort of counsellor territory. Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's it doesn't really, matter whether you get paid or not. It's, yeah. it's irrelevant. But it's really important that those of you know who aren't, who don't work as professional counsellors, that, and I'm sure you've probably actually realised this, people in life, you know, you can't do it for them and you can't help change or heal or rescue anyone who really isn't ready to. And that is the classic... Um, banging head against brick wall scenario of many a relationship and and a friendship where you really see the beautiful potential in the person closest to you and you want it for them almost more than they actually want it themselves and you're really trying to do everything to help them to see it and to get it and to want to do it and to put some energy into it and if you've been pushing the cart up that hill for a long long time and they're not really coming to the party you've got to have some grace with stepping out the way and backing off and letting go because it's only going to end in a depleted energy and total frustration. Could even kill off the friendship or relationship, it poisons it eventually. You can't do anything for anyone. You provide the tools and then you step back. In the same way, let's say someone's just lost someone, someone close to them's died. You can you don't have to do anything. You just you just let them know I'm here anytime you need and I'm support, then you step back. You know, you don't have to rush in and, and, you know, damage control everything for everyone all the time, which, of course, a lot of women do, particularly with the yeah, people pleasing the self-worth. I mean, it's, it's a sickness. And it's, it's actually an enabling anyway. It's not, it's not teaching people, you know, you hold your hand up to hold them up and you take your hand away and they just crash. You, you know, it's not healthy. This is such a bit good point, Jane, isn't it? It's a really powerful point. It's, so I feel like you need to detach from the outcome too. Yes. So, you know, if you're going to give advice or wisdom or suggest tools... You need to exit graciously with, but, you know, you just follow up with whatever feels right with you. That's just my 10 cents worth. Yeah. You follow with whatever, and you must do that because what can happen psychologically is that you dish out the advice of what to do from here. They now feel accountable to you, and if they don't follow your advice, you might find that they detach from you as a friend. Mm. And so you've really got to make it easy for them to not follow their, your advice if they choose not to and still maintain the friendship if you choose to. Yeah. But a positive cool thing you might do with some friends who are kind of into this stuff and into bettering themselves as well is the accountability game. So 
often when people come to me and I'm trying to get them to do the, the daily check-in, which is two minutes, hand on heart breathing every single day. And I say to them, but you've got to have accountability. It's like the whole New Year's resolution thing. If you try and do like a f- half hour, 45 minutes meditation three times a week, you'll fall off the perch because nobody does that. Right. I mean, I know. Except Beck. I know, well, I don't really, Jane. I know some people do, but we're all busy. We're all Westerners, whatever. You've got to have a bite-sized piece of something. You can't fail every two days. After a year, that still adds up to a significant amount of time you've spent on, on you know, sitting with yourself, building a relationship with yourself. So accountability, I'll say, all right, so can you rule up for me seven days of the week with columns and rows? And can you put a star chart? So every time you do your little two minutes, you put a tick or a word or a star or something so that you hold yourself accountable. Then I go the next step and I say, and can you get a neutral, objective, non-involved friend um, probably not your best friend or probably not your husband. It's got to be somebody who's really anally organised, somebody who's, who is just brilliant and efficient at their job, admin people. Get an admin person that you know to check in on you. Put it, to put it in their diary or calendar reminder. Check in every Friday on Susan to see if Susan has done her two minutes of uh, meditation this week like five times or whatever so that you, you know that, that that little email is coming. Now, I'm now using this analogy for if you and a friend are working on something, have the check-in system. And again, you can use reminders on your computer or your phone if, if you're not going to rem- remember yourself. But oh, I have a reminder for my five-minute meditation that I'm now doing back. <laughs> oh, did I, Jay? I, thought, I am. I thought you were looking different. <laughs> oh, right. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So you and a friend could have regular fortnightly, weekly, whatever, monthly check-ins on the, the issue that you're currently working on. It could just be, have you been to the gym this week? Did you make those green smoothies this week? Or it could be, how much work have you done on, you know, your mother issues this month that you've been grappling with lately or, or whatever it is. But accountability is a really cool one. It is good. That keeps me accountable. Do I, Jane? Yeah, it's good. <sighs> Blunt Beck. <laughs> Have you done it or not? What is this shit? We're not talking about it again. <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. I've got clients that I actually have said, like, oh, there was one gorgeous story. Beautiful man. Hot guy. Hot guy. Was he, Jane? Yeah. It was in his 30s. Oh, actually, Becky would have liked him. Tall, dark, handsome. Um, and for what the, he did loads of different things. But one of the exercises I had him do was gratitude, which we've spoken of many times. And so I got him to download this app and he had to write his gratitude list every night. Then actually had to text it to me. Now, I said, I'm not replying because you're not paying for my time and I don't have the time to be, that's my healthy boundaries, to yeah. be, and I'm not getting involved in your everyday drama. That would be enabling. But I want to see that that's in my inbox every morning. Mm. I said, I may not even get time to read it, but it will be in my inbox every morning. And he did that. He did it for about two months. Yeah. Amongst many other things, but that was one thing. That's beautiful. And so that was about 18 months ago. He's madly in love. The gorgeous chick walked into his life, I reckon, minutes after. Because he was gratitude journaling? He was that amongst other things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He really, he did some shadow, really good shadow side work. Yeah. Really good. Mm. And just switched and he became the higher self that I could see, this beautiful man. That checking in accountability stuff is so, so powerful. I mean, I remember I, I did it. I actually don't offer this hardly ever, but there was every now and then there's like a particular case, isn't there, Jake? Yeah. There was one woman that came to me for a reading and I said to her, you know what? And I got out my diary and my pen and I said, in six months from today, and I wrote, wrote in my diary her email address, I said, I'm going to email you and I'm going to check that you're, that you're doing this stuff. I just really felt that she needed a kick up the bum. Yeah. And um, you know when you make a promise like that and most people do forget about it. Or, oh, no, I love my diary. It's in there and it's yeah, happening. I didn't say you, Jane, but I mean, you know how most people are kind of like, they either forget about it or they don't 
they don't value it or take it seriously or they, they don't, don't, don't expect you. honour it or they don't expect yes. you to and whatever. Yes. And so I kind of, as the date got closer, because I, I hadn't heard from her for a long time, I kind of thought, oh, God, do I even actually, do I bother? And I thought, no, of course I have to follow. I have to do it because I said that I would, even if she doesn't even really remember. Um, and guess what? She emailed me first. And she, <gasps> and she said, I've got to tell you, Rebecca, as the weeks have been drawing closer to this accountability date, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking about what it is I was going to report into you because I knew you were going to be checking on my progress. So she, it really she you it went deep. Accountability. I can't believe I'm still banging on about accountability, but it's powerful, folks. It's powerful to have to because this is the thing when you're an adult. You don't get report cards anymore. No one's checking in. No one's asking how you're doing. Did you do that? You know, nobody is going to watchdog you but yourself. So you've really got to pull your finger out, those of you that listened to my New Year's episode where I said, have you done the work? And if you haven't done it yet, don't even talk to me. (laughs) I think accountability is great in business too because a lot of people, uh, we've had a few emails or I know I've had clients that have, you know, not accountable in the growth of their new business. And I think that would be a really cool tip to pair up with somebody else that's at their, a similar stage in their business and just... um, Make each other accountable. I do like that. I think it's fantastic. Let's talk about positivity. Positivity is something that does not come innately or naturally to many people. Like they either have to work at it or it just doesn't occur to them. They're very much in a lot of victim or groundhog day cycles in their head where the minute something happens, because guess what? Life is change change is the only thing you can bank on in life like it's the ones what is it predictability is it's change like it's always going things are always going to change the minute things change most people view it as oh no don't they yes people freak out or it's oh this is going to be bad or whatever so if you've got a friend in your life who's coming to you with a oh my god this just happened could you surprise them by being really positive about it Oh, I like that. I mean, it's just such an easy tip, and you can do this for yourself as well. Challenge yourself to not immediately assume the worst. Why is anyone – goes back to Byron Katie. Is this true? Can we know for sure that this is true? Why are we assuming the worst? Have we got evidence that this is going to be bad? How do you not know the universe has your back? How do you know this is not divine timing? How do you know this is not – you are not completely on purpose and that this is – you know, and I am talking things like maybe you broke your leg, maybe you crashed your car, maybe your child got kicked out of school, maybe your husband got made redundant. I know things can look horrific, but how do you not know this might be the biggest, most blessed wake-up call the universe has sent your way or your friend's way? And I want you to help people to understand that these are all gifts and lessons in disguise. I saw a fantastic TED Talk recently now. Can't think who it is, so I'll try and find it. And if I can, I'll put the link under this episode on our website. Um, that was all about why do we default to fear-based assumptions? And there was a whole heap of science around yeah, it. Yeah, I think I saw that too. And it said people who are in fear tend to go into very, very narrow critical ways of thinking, which I'm right. just going to be really controversial here and put out and say when you look at bigots, racists, sexist, religious conservatives, etc. They are people whose lives are operating in a lot of fear. Exactly. And they need very intense, rigid structures to hang on to for safety, for feelings of emotional safety. And that's why they get together in very, very rule-orientated sects, cults, religious groups, movements or small bodies of people who all agree on a few non-negotiables and they all feel really safe and it helps them with their identity about all of that. Right. Yes. Yes. 
I'm just going to change a little thing here about positivity too. This is, this is nowhere near as deep as what Beck was doing, but I find this is a cute thing I like to do. When I'm introducing people to one another, and I do a lot of that because of my work, I introduce them with a bit of a story about something beautiful that I see in this person. So I'm segueing into, or I'm, I'm setting the intent of how these two people could connect. So it's not just about being a matchmaker. Like it could just be I'm out at my children's sporting event and I'll go to introduce two parents and I will say something like, oh, and this is Sue and Sue is the most beautiful, nurturing, blah, 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 blah. And I go on a bit of a bit of a spiel about what I see in Sue and then I introduce Sue to um, my little doggy is sitting on my lap and growling, if you can hear that, she's, into the microphone. She's snoring into the microphone. <laughs> She's trying to have her say. I think she's got lots to say about this. Um, and then I will do the same about the person I'm introducing her to. I'm introducing her to Anne and I'll say something lovely about Anne. And you watch them kind of, they just put their shoulders back and their chin goes up and they start to smile a bit and they feel good. So I've just energetically played a little trick to help these two to feel good about each other and see the good in each other it instead is... of going, because people will often meet. And again, default mechanism, fear. Should I talk to this person? Let's have a look for why I should rule this person out. Let's rule them out first. Let's be protective <laughs> before we show too much about you know ourselves. So I'm going, hey, it's all safe. It's all good. These are beautiful people. Here's my blurb. There you go. So that's you know, another way of making people feel good. Positivity is uh, its just so easy. It's such a simple and incredibly powerful thing. Mm. It's just don't underestimate a smile. Like, yeah. you know, when you hear those stories like, I've, I've been really, really depressed this week. I had to go to the shops to get my bread and milk. And when I was there this really lovely looking young lady just smiled at me and it just made me feel like I wasn't mm. alone. Mm. Like you just hear these stories like... We've talked this, about saying hello before. You know, I love yeah. saying hello to people. Or the smallest things. I'll, I always be the first. I want to get in first when I'm going for my walk. I'll be the first to say good morning yeah. and eyeball them, look them in the eye. You know, I, I often find with telemarketers who call up um, or, you know, the people that stand on the sides of roads collecting for charity or trying to sell you something. Now, look, I don't want to buy it. But those people get really abused. It's interesting, like, that I think that they, their souls have chosen those jobs where they have to actually learn to develop very thick skins and to not care and to kind of switch off because if, if it's their job to ring. They're a telemarketer. They're, they're getting paid to represent a company to sell a product. They ring you up and you immediately – people can be very, very rude, very abusive or shut you down or, you know, whatever, hang up or say rude things, and they, they get a lot of that. So when they ring me up, I don't want to buy what they've got and I don't want to hear it either. But I am really, really lovely to them. And they will – have you had that, Jane? And they'll say stuff to you like, oh, thank you for being so nice. Or, yes. you know, thank you for being – you're so easy to work with. Like, as it, even if it's just, let's say, a telephone company and they're trying to hook something up for you and they might – you know, you're on hold with them for a long time and they're like, you've been really nice about – like, thank you so much because they're not used to people being just genuinely nice. And the payoff, if there is another payoff, is that they'll actually bend over backwards to make sure that whatever your problem is is oh, fixed. yeah. Yeah. You know, what, you get a lot more – what is it? You trap a lot more whatever flies with honey than yes, whatever that saying is. But, I, you know, I see, like, the, the people standing on the like, – they're always outside my supermarket and they're always like, excuse me, sir, can I stop you today to interest you in a da-da-da-da-da? Yeah. And, you know, people just shut them out, act like they're invisible, block them or grunt at them or whatever. And I'll always – I'll, I'll keep on walking, but I'll look in their eyes and I'll give them a huge smile and I might do a little banter with them or like say something a bit cheeky to them or um, not today, but you keep smiling or like something like nice. that. And, yeah. and, you, and you can just tell that they really appreciate just, 
you know, being spoken to kindly and nicely. Being seen as a soul. How sad is that, that our society is so depleted? Yes. Is there anything more you want to say today? I'm being, I just really, good friend. really want to encourage everybody to do that exercise. I'm so excited I'm going to do this this week. Which one? The- sending out the text messages, the emails or the Facebook messages. We're just saying, I just wanted you to know... I think you're amazing, and here's what I see in you. Bang, 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 bang. Homework. Go and Imagine that ripple effect, and then they'll all start going, what a cool thing. I'm going to do it to my tribe and my tribe and my tribe. See how far it gets. That's right. It's beautiful. As I grow in love, I commit to sharing love. Thank you for joining us on the couch. We're here every Wednesday morning on lovelifeshow.com. You can get us through your phones. You can get us through iTunes. You can get us through RSS feed. You can join our newsletter list so you won't miss anything that Jane and I have coming up. And we do have some exciting things coming up. We will be releasing eBooks of our content and we will be speaking in Melbourne and the Gold Coast when we get our act together. If you, soon, if soon. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, Jane. Yes, facebook.com forward slash love life show. We have a really cool community there with lots of comments and, and just people sharing stuff. And, and, of course, you can direct message us through there with ideas for topics for shows, which we're always open to because you guys think up some of the best they stuff. They do. Cool stuff. So until this time next week, be a good friend to yourself, but be an excellent friend to those around you and see if you can inspire some positive change. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening And it's a beautiful day